Open the pod bay doors, please, pal. All right, all right, all right. You're gonna need a bigger potion. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? Look at the coast. We get together, have a few laughs. <laughs> a movie artist with Brad Patel and Gus Trapper. Yeah, I got a beer. Um, it's uh, Southern Tier. Okay. Um, I think. Oh can no. I, can I give you a little tip here when you're you're like, oh, I don't feel good uh, drinking beers. Yeah, because you're drinking like eight and eleven percent beers. You're <laughs> this wild, is only, man. This is only six. <laughs> yeah, man, I love. I think that some people will, would come out of this movie going like. Like the characters, like the guy characters are stupid. Like, and it's like, I just think everything in this movie is so intentional. Like, obviously, that one guy's supposed to be a fool because he's the fool. He's been like pruned to be the fool. He's the fool. He's very much the fool. Yeah. Well, shit, we're already talking about. We haven't done an (laughs) intro. The scholar and the fool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess, I guess I'll do an intro since we're already getting into the movie here. Um, Hey gang, it's Brad Patello here. I'm joined by my good friend, Gus Trouth. And today, uh, we are talking about Midsommar. You say Midsommar or Midsummer? Midsommar. Yeah, I say Midsommar. I've heard people call it Midsummer, but there's clearly an A there. It's like, those are the fool Americans that are going to get tricked into going to Ari Aster calls it Midsommar. It's the follow-up to uh, Hereditary, which we discussed. Uh, Twenty nineteen, they he flew uh, he flew to Hungary to start shooting or to scout locations, and like the day after Hereditary premiered. Jeez, he he was like right on it. This movie, like, just such a quick turnaround between hereditary in this movie it's like less than a year that they were and out. the wow and also just the amount like how they're just both so fucking like sorry, <laughs> trying to think of the word but they're, uh, it's just like they're so precise everything is like there's the foreshadowing and everything it's just like, like they're both super tight scripts basically yeah. is what i'm getting at and like, directed too like yeah everything and just like the when you like you kind of take it for granted in this movie i think but like how the cult acts just how how proper they stand and how their their um confidence yeah within themselves and how important that is as a character trait and that they got that like off with every single cult member and there's it's incredible they're totally into what they're doing, you know. Yeah. Like they're they're really committed. This cult. It's uh, I found like I don't know how much reading you did. I found it very uh, divisive. Like people either love or hate this film. And what do they what what do they hate about it? Because they might hate it because it made them feel. I mean, it's filled with it's unsettling and the uh, it's so unsettling. There's definitely uh the things that i missed the first time oh which is yeah again it was a great rewatch i mean i that clip scene is is legitimately i mean like i said i had nightmares at like last night i watched it yesterday last night i and i had a fucking crazy nightmares of basically it was like groundhog's day for me trying to escape this segment of the like the at this like you know festival thing was that Swedish like Danny's nightmare in the, in the movie was it like that where friends leave her behind yeah that's that's so good the abandonment issues she has oh Danny um, is just an emotional mess I mean she this. has reasons to her oh yeah she is barely keeping it together like through the whole movie it's yeah and the actress Florence Pugh does a great God, job with she it. Is, she is so good. The amount of information she conveys through her facial expressions is just incredible. Oh, I know. Like you, hey, you this this shot's gonna be like this long. Maybe he says something like, "Take your time," 
but like he probably, you know, there's like, you have to get through this and the camera work is extremely complicated. Oh yeah. Cause, cause the blocking is so interesting. It's it, he's doing a lot of like the Spielberg stuff where it's wide and then it's a close up, and then it's a medium shot all in one shot Yeah, that you forget like, what is this was was that a cut where was there ever a cut during that was that all one shot like yeah. it's incredible lots of long takes and lots of really well orchestrated takes too like yes the things that are going on in the background you'll be focusing on the characters in the foreground but there's there's things going on in the background that are important to the story too or that foreshadow something yeah or, oh god the amount of foreshadowing oh yeah i love the beginning it almost is, it's very, and we, we mentioned this last time with Hereditary that it's very uh, Wes Anderson-y, but like in, a, in, in just the like one point perspective flat shots. Yeah. And with it like going, because the whole thing with the dollhouse and such, and it shows this tapestry or something of basically the entire story. Yeah. I was going to say that tapestry is the whole movie. And then it, like- it doesn't it like open up. Yes. Like that, which is very Wes Anderson-y. He did like, it's always like he has like a play thing going on. Yeah. And it's these beautiful winter shots of Sweden, which are, I'm guessing. And you're not supposed to know that. And it has like these people chanting kind of thing. And then all of a sudden, it's just that hard cut to the phone ringing and like cluttered, you know, houses everywhere and roads and lights and stuff. And like we, I kind of came to the conclusion with Hereditary that by the very end, the movie flips and it's actually on the cult side. Yeah. Well, same this movie thing, is, yeah. This movie is just on the cult side the entire time. <laughs> I was going to say that. Yeah. I mean, there's so many similar. Even how the music plays, it's not like, dun, dun, like, oh, terror is about to happen. It's like, oh, it's like chill for the most part and uh, yeah it gets crazy at, at moments but i love the the diagenic flutes coming in like when they're entering the mm-hmm. village that village is amazing it's it's hard to know where to start with this movie there's so much to talk about that i don't know if you did you notice all the similarities to uh the wizard of oz mm, like no there's like this whole scarecrow thing obviously there's a picture in one of their apartments, there's a random framed picture of the scarecrow from Wizard of Oz. Really? Because there's there's um, almost all the paintings I feel like have some significant. Oh yeah, they um, do. yeah. Because there's a the little girl with the crown, and she and has, a, and and there's a big bear, right? And she's like eyeing it down. There's like one of a bunch of planets. Yes. Which I have, and like the nine sacrifice, it's like maybe nine planets around one thing, which is, yeah, has some like uh, uh, astrology. Uh, then there's like this very, when she's like breaking down crying, and the boyfriend, what's his name? Christian. Christian. Because <laughs> it's a pagan <laughs> cult, you see. Yeah. <laughs> when he's trying to like console her on, yeah, the, on, camera left is that painting of the or that poster of the moon cycle or the planets and then on the other side is like this very like impressionistic painting of like people piled up it looks very like also college kids having these giant fucking paintings and not like a poster of fight club come on not very (laughs) not very believable all right well oh shit okay all right let's just go sequentially through the movie i guess and yeah so it starts with uh, the overture, which before the opening credits, I love also just the relationship between Danny and Christian. Like, yeah, what, whatever complaints you have about the characters, everything with Danny's emotional arc and everything with the relationship with a breaking down of the relationship with Christian, that stuff's gold. Christian is so he's so passive aggressive and conflict avoidant and yeah, uh, he's just so believable. Like that, that person like that. Well, I think that like to, I think that you would be lying to yourself if they're like in some relationship, however short or long it was, you might 
you're a little bit of him and you're a little bit of her. Yeah, I, I kind of when it, whenever I'm like a shitty husband or, sh- you know, I, I kind of act like Christian and it, to see that in a movie is like because I kind of well, I kind of well, do like that when, at the beginning of the movie when they're having that conversation. Oh, that's cool. That uh, phone- I'm just like, uh, it's just like, well, like, like he's also like a young guy he's maybe he's not ready for the kind of emotional toll but but real okay he should man up or whatever step up rather let's not man up should step up and be like hey like i'm sorry i'm just not ready for this like you know like i'm not i can't be there for you like the way you need me to and she should have been like hey you fucking suck i need somebody that can like i understand that this is a lot right now but i'm dealing with a lot and you know what i mean like well, even, she, sh- she should even, have like kicked them to the curbside too i it just oh yeah it's like if people were just a little bit more open about what like they were truly thinking uh well at least well maybe she needed to be there because of to, she needs to find her family well that's the thing with christian is that he's emotionally unavailable that's kind of the whole thing with Danny's arc is that she needs to find, well, she needs a family, somebody that validates her emotions. Like whenever Danny's emotions, she doesn't feel like she can share her feelings with Christian or anybody. Well, Cause she, she's at, she's at the point though, where when she's talking to her friend that she's like, man, like I'm like throwing too much at this guy. He's going to split up with me. And then her friend's like trying to reassure her, like, if that's the way it's going to be, then good riddance. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. The, the exact opposite conversation with Christian and his friends. Like it starts with the first dialogue in the movie is Danny um, calling, leaving a message at her parents' house. And this is an important foreshadowing because while the message is being left, there's you're kind of these close ups of uh, the house details of like where the of pictures and the wallpaper and it's all foreshadowing the wallpaper is covered in flowers yeah you get a shot of the uh danny's mom mom's bedside table with a picture of her on there and above and beyond behind that is a bouquet of flowers which is like a crown yeah and you don't really understand what's going on there and it just feels again he's just the director is like a master of like just making things feel off. I already asked is a great filmmaker. His visual storytelling is, is genius. Like his, he can have a camera move, say a whole paragraph, you know? Yeah. I mean, whatever your opinion about the characters or the ending of this film, you re- you got to appreciate the art, the craft that went into this. It was just beautifully made beautifully crafted i think if you knew i think it's like i think the first viewing i kind of had that complaint but like i just think it's so intentional once you realize that and can kind of let go of that and that they're going for he's going for something like a reason you know i think it's with the characters yeah i think yeah because well danny it's not like if anybody's complaining about danny uh poe like they is that how you say your last name? Poe? Uh, Florence. Yeah, Pugh. Florence. Florence Pugh. Pugh. She is incredible. All right. So, yeah, she's in a a bad relationship. This movie is all about breakup. It's a breakup movie. Ari Aster, <laughs> Ari Aster wrote it after a particularly bad breakup, which will surprise no one who sees it. It's like that's the emotional heart of the movie is this deteriorating relationship. And it's so believable. And Christian is so, I don't, he's just so well written. I think, like, just yeah. And the acting hit, like, I that's the thing to me is like, especially in the second viewing, he's killing it. He's knocking it out of the park too. Like, how he he's trying to be so genuine all the time, but in the most from, coming from the fakest fucking corner, darkest corners of his fucking mind. And he's just he's dishonest with himself. He's dishonest with. His friends. his friends he he doesn't yeah. know what he wants he has no passion for anything he's just oh yeah drifting through life and i think that where it really manifests uh, this is skipping ahead a bit but is whenever he like 
is like, Hey, I'm also going to do my paper on this place too. Yeah. And he's like, Nope, I'm going to do it. And he's just like, Oh, you're like this with fucking everybody. Yeah. And he um, sell he sells out Josh. Josh. That's the only time you see Josh show genuine emotions. Like yeah. when, <laughs> when well, he thinks he's going to steal his work. Like, I don't know, as a guy that has dated girls, like you, it's like Danny has like an an, extremely legitimized reason for being the state she's in. Her sister has committed suicide and murdered her, uh, their parents in one fail swoop by, um, it seems like they have one of the, like a, like a a house where the garage is connected to the house, like a split level. And she's put like both turn on both cars in a garage and hooked up tubes to them. One tube going to her face and the other tube going into her parents' room of which I'm sure she like locked the door or whatever while they're sleeping. Yeah. So everybody, they die in their sleep. She dies within like the, it's doesn't overstay its welcome, but <laughs> It basically does one frame of most of the stuff overstays its welcome. The her, the visual of coming that long camera push into oh, Danny's yeah. sister and she's yeah. thrown up all over herself and her yeah. one eye has like turned a different yeah. color. Yeah. Holy shit. So disturbing. It's so fucking disturbing. And I like how and then the that camera scene, just kind of sweeps past her too. Like yes. It doesn't linger. It just and that scene of christian walking to danny's apartment in the snow and he's just like fuck like he knows the right thing to do is to go in there and console his girlfriend but he is absolutely like mortified at the same time of the fact of like the of what he's about to get into plus he at that point he had already checked out of the relationship like he i mean he was he was on the verge of like breaking up with her almost right and then he was like, he was, he was questioning breaking up with her at the pizza shop. And then, then that, that happened right then and there. Yes. And now he's, he feels stuck. And yeah. Dan, Danny's a complete, she's completely fucked to herself. <laughs> like just mentally, she's, she probably already has like some emotional problem. She's taking some kind of pill, right? We're getting anxiety pill. I think so. Yeah. And her sister's um, bipolar. Yeah. And so emotional it's, problems already. And and just like hereditary, this the scene of the of Tony Collette crying and and this scene of, of Danny crying is very, very close. Yeah, they're similar. Like yeah. the grief is just tangent. The first or part of this tan- tangible rather. Yeah, the the first part of this is very dark visually, like Hereditary was a very dark movie, both thematically and visually. Uh, this one, everything's broad daylight. Like there's none yeah, of this... it's a, like making a scary movie in broad daylight. It yeah, is kind, of that's a challenge in itself for sure. Cover of darkness stuff. It's all like out in the open, which I totally respect that part of it too. You know, all the weight is on Danny. Yeah, you know what to feel by her how she is feeling. Mm-hmm. If she's sad or emotional or freaked out, or she's like unsure of what's going on because of a lot of the time, the music isn't indicating that something bad is about to happen. And the cult people aren't indicating that something bad's about to happen. But Danny is like, this is something's going on here. Yeah. <laughs> We're getting a little ahead of ourselves, but so basically um, the boyfriend at a party six months later after yes, the, after right. the, after the big, the death of her family at a party is like, it, something is brought up about going to Sweden and, he, and they're like, Oh yeah, we're all going. And she's like, what? And yeah, yeah. she's kind of left in the dark <laughs> because he obviously didn't want to fucking tell her. And then he just wanted to be like, Hey, I'm leaving. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> and now he feels obligated and he's too much of a fucking was to like just say listen we should break up like i suck like you know yeah and or to be like be like hey come with us i love you like 
you know, this will be good for you. He you passive know? aggressively invites her. And then yeah. the scene where he goes to like tell his friends, like, oh, Danny, oh, I, oh. I invited Danny, but she's not coming. She's not going to come. And then yeah. like a second before she walks in the door. Oh, and by the way, you guys told me to invite her. <laughs> like watching my, my wife loves this movie and watching the beginning of this movie, the first, like you said, like the, well, e- even past the overture. And after the after the credits, I'm like, I just feel like she's gonna be mad at me for like just because this guy's such a piece of shit. <laughs> but also because it's also very realistic. Like I like everybody's been in these kind of situations. They've either been Danny or they've been Christian, guy or girl, any kind of a relationship. You've either been the one who cares more than the other person. It's not until you find the person that you both equally care enough. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like I feel like when I'm at my worst, I'm Christian, basically. He's like embodies. But also there's parts of Danny that are like, like I, I am like Danny sometimes where I'm like, no, well, then if that's how I sounded, I'm sorry. And let's sit down and talk about it. Like I oh, am like, I love where I, instead of me being like, no, you are just a piece of shit and fuck you. Like, you know, go get the fuck out of here. You know, I love the bit where like he forgets her birthday and then she says something like oh it's my fault i didn't remind him yeah yeah <laughs> he's like she's like making excuses for him all the time and yeah it's just it's just painful to watch and but but it's accurate intentionally too. So, yeah, and it, it's but like, it's also it, it's all it's all the giant snowball that that ari is fucking creating to yeah. that ends up exploding at the end there's a whole thing with mirrors in this movie too like a bunch of the opening, like, um, mm. like whenever uh, there's a bunch of conversations with Danny and Christian where he's in a mirror, yeah, and uh, like yeah. he's not he's not showing his true self, and then the scene where he reveals that he's invited her to his friends, he's also in a mirror, or, in, or we see him reflected in something, yeah, like in we, like a big like in a poster, yeah, you're right. Oh, we good don't call, we man. don't see him, and that comes up later too. Um, right well there's a whole fucking mirror table yeah um so she gets invited and uh shout outs to megan um That's if right. you're listening yeah megan, we were we gonna have you. we're gonna have megan on who who guest starred on our um american psycho episode uh and she brought up one of her favorite transitions in uh, anything ever is this transition we're about to talk about where so Danny is coming over to one of the guy's apartments and that's when Christian's like, Hey, uh, she's coming and uh, just act excited when she gets here. And then she comes in they're all like, Oh, hi. Like, you know, and the Swedish dude is like, brings up something like, Hey, I'm sorry. I never mentioned like anything, but like, I'm, I've, I'm very sorry about what happened to your family. Mm-hmm. And then, basically any mention of family or mom or dad or sister is going to send Danny into a spiral, like a, just a depression, anxiety written, like tornado. And she's like, I'm it's okay. Uh, it's like, cause she starts freaking out and like hyperventilating. She stands up. She's like, it's all right. It's okay. And she starts walking in to to the bathroom, which is always her go-to is to like, just go hide away in a bathroom. Yeah. And it's a great, like, kind of like, uh, it's a tracking shot from straight down. So the set is obviously like a fake set and the camera's following her and she opens the door and the camera kind of goes with the door. And when it closes, there's, it does this spin thing. And on the, on the shut of the door, it cuts and she's in the, in a air, in an airplane bathroom. Yeah. So she was in a hallway of an apartment and then boom, they're on their way to Sweden. Yeah. That's a great transition. Oh, it's yeah. so good. Yeah. Shout out to Megan. Hopefully you listen to this one. She well, chose this movie. Thank you, Megan. But it was a great rewatch. Yeah. I also had um, nightmares, Megan. Thanks a well, bunch. But a couple things going on there. Um, first of all, in the scene preceding that, did you notice how Josh and Mark treat Danny in that scene? Like, Oh, they're complete assholes dan uh, mark just gets up and leaves like instantly yeah. he's like you basically fuck you i'm out 
uh, Josh sits there for a minute, pretends to be like somewhat interested, but then when she starts talking to Pele, he like gets up and walks over to like a table over here and sits down and gets on his computer. <laughs> so like these two can't stand her and like the whole, and the whole thing with Danny going off to cry is that she doesn't want to reveal her emotions to people. She thinks it's too much. She thinks she's like a burden on everybody because she's feeling too much, I guess. Yeah. And that's I mean, kind of her part of her emotional arc at the beginning of the film. She feels like she needs to hide what she's thinking and feeling. Right. Uh, but yeah, that transition, which is extremely plane. important to the rest of the movie. Yes. And finding like people who will validate her emotions and um, basically and finding be emotionally available. You know, that's, yeah. that's what she wants. But yeah, great transition into the plane. Um, and there's a really interesting sh shot there. She's, she's walking down the aisle of the plane. She finds her seat. She sits down. And the camera just goes past her and Christian through the window of the plane. And it's just this, as soon as the, like the, ca the camera, like, obviously like it's faked but it goes it's like it goes through the window and then it's outside of the plane but it also starts ex experiencing what the camera might have been like if it was out actually outside of the plane and it starts like yeah. getting all turbulent and and just for a second and again it's just i think that's just him it's a very stylized choice and i don't think it means anything other than like it's just keeping the audience like don't forget like this is a horror movie. <laughs> like, it's just keeping everything tense, all, like constantly. And then it hard cuts. Yeah, great hard cut to them just uh, in like a rental car driving to Pele, whatever his fucking name is, the Swedish. I'm going to say the Swedish guy because I'm yeah, going to keep on forgetting. They have to like drive four hours from the airport. They end up in this field where they do acid or mushrooms. Sorry. There's another great moment of Mark being a complete tool about yeah. like, oh, there's everybody's all the girls are so hot. Why are they so hot? I know. And, Mark, uh, Mark's ridiculous in this movie. Uh, I love it. I mean, rewatching it, it was that is a very capable actor. All of these actors are very capable actors. Obviously, oh, yeah. it is everything is written and yeah, like we've been saying, it's all intentional. Yeah, Will Poulter, Mark is and it, no none of these guys, well, I guess Josh is American. Josh is the only American actor. Everyone else is irish or british or right um, swedish actually or swedish right um, <laughs> mostly uh mostly scandinavian crew filmed mostly in hungary when they get to the uh the cult location like the that whole set was built from scratch the whole village yeah beautiful sets beautiful photography uh so they get to the they get to this field and they take mushrooms and Danny freaks out again. There's there's a couple great moments there, like a sort of half jump scare moment where she sees her sister reflected in the mirror again. Okay, that's who she saw. And then it goes back to her face and it starts to like morph. Yeah. Well, I also, they start establishing, um, it might be, Danny is always centered. She might be dead center. It might be an off kilter shot where like a lot of the weight of the shot is to the left or right, but Danny is dead center. Yeah. And this, that would, that, that shot of them all sitting on that Hill underneath that tree, it's like a pine tree whenever the drugs are kicking in. Yeah. And then Mark shows his true colors. He's being a complete bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, which is so good. He's like, uh, everybody lay down. I want you to lay down. Josh, yeah. are you laying down? Like, <laughs> um, but great introduction to the um, subtle, like visual effects that are throughout the movie. One with the grass on her hand. Yeah, that comes up later too. That yes, and then also they're adding uh, the Swedish dudes like. What does he say? He's like, can you feel the trees breathing? And then like you, and then that it's like a, 
the audience then picks up that the tree is fucking moving. <laughs> yeah, they like very subtly, like a cool, like it's almost like the bark is warping up and down. Yeah, they do that a lot in the film. There's a lot of yes. shots like, whenever they take they take a lot of mushrooms in this movie. Like, yeah, they're constantly but, be given, they're being given uh, like hallucinogenic drugs throughout the entire movie. Yeah, and there's there's all kinds of like real subtle effects of like you know things moving in and out and things oh yeah, look, the flowers breathing and stuff. Things looking like they're breathing basically. So it's a great moment when they finally enter the village and there's like that that's basically their we're not in Kansas anymore moment. Everything well, is there. Um, two real quick things before we get to the village. One, there's a great shot that is uh kind of sets up that you're entering another world where the camera is upside down oh yeah and it's on like a mount that like a crane mount on a car going down the road right it's like the world is upside down and now it's right because now you're in like their land i was i remember wondering how they did that one crane shot because it doesn't it go like it starts off behind the car and then it goes over the car and then it when it comes back around you're upside down the camera's upside down at that point but a lot of that kind of stuff reminds me of the shining in the sense of uh like establishing like that kind of tone yeah it's like we're in the the upside down now i guess yeah it's meditative it's like uh or hypnotic yeah yeah so again when they get to the village there's so much and I guess we're basically into act two here when they get into the, they enter the upside down world or whatever of the village. And there is so much detail, like all of the major plot points are drawn like in this folk art style and either adorning the walls of the place where they are, like the bedroom or the big barn where they bunk room, or it's like that creepy there's like a mural that's like outside yeah yeah how to like spike somebody's drink with pubic hair and make them fall in love with you and well you spike their food with pubic hair and then you um you put menstrual blood in their drink yeah then they fall in love with you and the camera sweeps past that like you you see every like frame of it yeah it doesn't like it lingers a little bit too yeah like it really lets you see it you're just like, what is this? What is going well, on? Well, I think that I think the great that that's like the setup for the uh that's the anticipation. Oh yeah. So then you start seeing it, you're like, what oh fuck, this is about to happen. Like Christian's drink is like slightly redder than everybody else's. God. <laughs> and he's got so, a hair in his food and yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they get to the camp, they're welcomed, and what is really impressive about this movie, and I think it's a really hard thing to do uh, continuity-wise, is uh, stick to the rules that you're um, that you've established, or that you even have you haven't established yet. And what I'm getting at is the culture of the cult, right? Yes, they are like the children are running around playing all the time. And then the uh, women are like preparing the meals and the men are doing this. It's like that everybody has like a part in, in their society and they're playing to that constantly. They're not wavering from it. Yeah. And at this point, the visual style of the film totally becomes like we said, bright and colorful, and very saturated to contrast with most of act one, which is very dark and desaturated. And it's just all broad daylight. Cause it's like taking place. Northern Sweden. It, in yeah. The where the summer sun never sets like during that right. time of like constant daylight, midnight. There's sun. maybe like two hours of darkness or something like that. I think they bring up. There's a couple dark scenes. There's one scene where, uh, where josh tries to sneak in and take pictures of the book oh, 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 oh. <laughs> it's so perfectly creepy lots of foreshadowing like, lots of details the runes the numbers so much stuff yeah mark the, yeah the, the amount of yes the, the amount of detail that he is 
plotting out in the script and in his head and in the storyboards and in the planning. And like, obviously so much of this has to be precisely planned out to, you know, with the set designer and the costume It's like, it's fucking so fucking impressive props and yeah the costumes oh the costumes i wanted to point out uh, danny's wardrobe in this too because joggers yeah her her clothes at the beginning of the film don't like fit her like they're too big and they're also kind of like dumpy like she she wears clothes that are too big for her and the only time her clothes really fit is when she's wearing the the smock of the cult, you know? Oh, that's fun. Uh, that I didn't think about choice. that. I just thought it was like a kind of stylistic, you know, like they're in this, it's summertime and they're just wearing cool clothes. Cause that, it, those are also cool clothes. I don't know if you know that Brad, but that's what yeah. people are wearing these days. Oh, well, yeah, I believe that. <laughs> I, I, my knowledge of what was, what's cool and fashionable ended in the nineties. So I'm still wearing bell bottom pants. <laughs> you're telling me <laughs> i was trying to think of like a hair metal band from the 80s this Metallica? twisted sister shirt isn't cool <laughs> no i guess i won't wear my twisted sister shirt when we now it probably is get a the 90s and 80s yeah, twi- uh, 80s hair metal has come back man. yeah like- well 90s 90s clothing is the coolest clothing these days <laughs> So they start to experience some of the different traditions um, at when they, the first couple of days and, you know, nothing's too different. There's little celebrations of people um, like the girls running around in like a, a, like they're holding hands in like a train, you yeah. know? And that's one of the first things where we get, where Christian gets kicked Oh yeah, by the redhead girl who is plotting to spike his drink with menstrual blood. Yeah. You know, the normal stuff. Are they playing skin the fool there too? Oh, that's what he calls it. Yes. That was another bit of foreshadowing. I noticed. Yeah. (laughs) Cause Mark does end up getting skinned and he's a lot of people do. Um, Yeah, that's true. (laughs) So we are introduced to this one ceremony um, of these, like the village elders who everybody's being very stoic and quiet. And, you know, the, obviously the cast or like the, the Americans are asking questions for exposition. And um, this leads to the clip scene. Just so drawn out and you, you see it coming. Like this couple, this like the old guy and the, the this older woman, after the they eat, they take like a shot and they do the <gasps> or whatever thing. Yeah. And um yeah, they are put onto these chairs, chairs and like carried away. Yeah. <laughs> and then it then it then the next shot is sort of like all of the all of the cult members, uh, one dude holding a giant hammer, which comes into play in a little bit. And they're just all lined up there. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? And then you, there's this giant cliff. And then you see at the top of the cliff, the people, the, the guys, the cult members carrying the, the people in the chairs up, they cut their hands and they've got these giant rune stones where they wipe their blood on it. Yeah. And again, the music is not, anticipating anything it's like harmonic at the moment and like soft and chill would you agree well i got a sense of dread there oh you're feeling the dread it's not it's coming it's it's coming from danny yeah and it's coming from just the dread of like i said the snowball that's being like made and That sequence again, it's Danny is in the middle, but it's like right camera, right heavy in the like as far as the weight of the the shot. And you see the person walk up to the edge of the cliff, and it's staying. The camera's zoom slowly zooming in on 
Danny and she's starting to breathe heavier and heavier. And then all of a sudden there's a quick cut to her and she takes, she goes, <gasps> and then she, there's a super like close up of her grabbing Christian's arm or like wrists. And then the, the woman jumps off the fucking cliff, self-sacrifice kills herself. And it's absolutely fucking disgustingly brutal. She wide like shot wide shot of her. Just what the, it just shows her jumping the whole, the whole way. Yeah. And she lands on this big rock at the bottom and her face gets like exploded inwards. Yeah. So and then nasty. they show it later. And yeah. it's like, you can see the eyeball and then they're all freaking out. And the British couple's like, what the fuck is going on? And they're like, then they see that. Then the guy walks up <laughs> and then he fucking does maybe one of those breath things. And then he jumps off the cliff, but he doesn't, he doesn't jump off like belly smacker. He jumps feet first. Yeah. And this is the, one of the first times we see the cult um sharing the pain yeah they do that of, a lot of an yeah. individual and the cut to and like the cults actually the guy is still alive and his legs are like fucking mangled yeah. and he's like choking and a group of them which must i would i would assume it's the daughters his daughters they come over with that the, the hammer man and they fucking bash his goddamn brains in. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so brutal. And they show it. And there's the cutting there is really good. Like the hammer going down and the face going in. And then like the hammer's coming up. And then it cuts to a close up of Danny kind of like reacting. And it's just on her eyes. Oh, yeah. again, it's like the filmmaking of it is so brilliant. But it is again, it, the self, something about the self sacrifice and the self mutilation. And how visceral it all is, is, yeah, like the most disturbing thing I can think of. That was an animatronic, the, the head smashing shot. Oh, wow. Where it, they could reverse it. <laughs> so they got multiple takes because the head would kind of collapse in on itself and then be restored. Holy shit. Yeah. Because there was one shot later. Uh, it's very... Um, realistic during danny's night brutality you see the the head reform basically like it, right yeah just brutal scene and that's kind of the i Big guess turning point yeah that's everybody. kind of the midpoint turning like when things kind of start to get really dark um at this point the british couple's totally freaked out and they're just like fuck this we're out of here they're his ability to kind of make it seem either like that's how people would react yeah. and, but also to explain it in a way where like when the cult members are explaining things, like when they jump off the cliff and they're in the British couple are like, fuck this. And they're leaving the one elder woman, like leader runs over and she's like, no, no, this is, this is how we do things here. And, instead of having the pain of growing old, we like give ourselves back and da da da. Like she's explaining in a way that you kind of do come down from it a little bit. Yeah. It kind of makes sense. There's logic. Yeah, yeah. there is. Yeah. Yes. Logic to it. A couple nice. things too, about that scene. I love um, the way that Josh is watching this whole thing with completely detached academic interests. Like he has no emotion to it. He's, yeah just good characterization there and then i i really like how christian kind of tries to explain it away with cultural relativism he just kind of like he's like well, yeah that was disturbing but like i'm trying to be have an open mind yeah he goes oh danny was like really disturbed by this and christian's sort of feigning being disturbed like he goes Oh, this was totally shocking. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, but I'm still trying to, you know, we we put our old people into nursing homes and maybe that's worse, you know. Yeah. Different So this is reacting. where things start going like really wrong. Danny really wants to leave. Christian is just doing more and more like shitty weird things, becoming even more detached yeah. from their relationship. He is turning on Josh and is going to take his idea of like doing like a dissertation on the 
on these cults. Yeah. Uh, Mark also pees where they throw the ashes. And like that really ramps up the cults like, fuck these guys. We're going to kill these motherfuckers. That's also the scene that's picking up where Christian has the discolored orange juice. Yeah. (laughs) And discovers the and right at that moment, Josh has his notebook out and he's kind of like. I it, it, did you get the impression that he's kind of putting some things together? That's when he decides to go and into the. Yeah, and that's the last time we see him. Yeah, and that's when we discover that Mark has been killed and has been skinned, and the. Guy no, that's not. You don't see. Oh, yeah. Sorry, 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 sorry. Mark, you're correct. But, I was thinking of the British guy. Yeah, he gets put into a blood eagle. That's another spoiler. Is that? And we don't find that out till way later, but like, is he alive? Well, the, the lungs are breathing or, yeah. or maybe Christian's just seeing it. Cause he's on acid then too. But I think right in, in the subtitles, it said, what did it say? Labored breathing <laughs> with the, the, the lungs are coming in and out. Like he's a, for those of you that aren't familiar, blood Eagle is an, is a ritual killing that the vikings did apparently where you would slit the back open and then pull the lungs out to look like wings and the victim was still alive and conscious for this so he's got flowers jammed in his eyeballs and (laughs) and and he's his back is splayed open and his lungs are like hanging out and they're still yeah. breathing. Yeah, it's pretty hurt. That's a bit. Yeah, holy shit. That's a down the line. But so the scene where Mark goes in or it's Josh goes into at night to take the pictures of the book. Of the of their Bible. Yes. And. He turns around, he sees something. There's a mirror in there. Another, and he, another mirror. Yeah. He turns around. He's like, oh, Mark, like, what the hell are you doing here? You're, you're going to get me caught. And it, the person doesn't, Mark doesn't move. Yeah. And, and you can tell it's off. Something's off. And then there is this just, it's the, it's the, the person reeling up the hammer. And then the hammer comes down and knocks Josh out. All the rest of the villagers are sitting and watching the um, young girls from like, of age, I would assume it's age of that they can have sex to like the 36 range. So like mm-hmm. 18 to 36 or whenever, like there's a word they use for whenever like the stage that they can have sex. Uh, they're like granted that like responsibility or privilege or whatever. And they are running around this like pole doing and like, and Danny's in there and it's, they have all taken every one of the girls has drank a tea mushroom tea yeah. a mushroom tea so they're all tripping and it's like the last one it's like like musical chairs the last one to like stay up because there's this whole thing where like stop you know and that trips up girls and stuff but there's another great moment there where like it's the moment where they say stop and then everybody falls over and danny's still up and she's smiling and having finally having a good time and of course it's with the 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 cult and <laughs> they're all doing the silent like hand clapping thing and she co- tries to connect eyes with Christian and he's just like looking straight down because he's like man I gotta fuck this redhead chick should I <laughs> do you, it or you not you think he is like consenting to that yes that sexual okay he's a piece of shit like come on like he's this is also by the way the first time that we see Danny smile ever in the movie is when she's dancing yeah, she never. She's all like she has the best. Florence Florence Pugh has the best sad face I've ever seen. I know it's so she's good. Like, I can like see it in my head. It's I like know eternally burned into my brain. That like the one like the super sad one with the lip out and the bottom teeth showing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we don't see her smile until the. It's like we're almost done with the movie at this point. Like, and she's never smiled once uh, until this may queen contest and she wins she wins she's crowned the may queen they give her a a flowered crown which was foreshadowed many times 
Great her- shot of whenever she stands onto that platform and they raise her up. Oh yeah. And it's all one shot. And like the lens flare like does like like a a ring around her. There's like in that scene, there's like I never caught this, but I've apparently the her sister's face is superimposed onto the trees. And there's if you look, you can there's images of it, but I didn't Holy know shit. I did not notice that. That's well, I awesome. Did, I didn't notice it either time. And I was looking for it the second time and I never. What, yeah. Like orchestrating. I think that people like just take like, don't take it for granted because it's executed so well, but like orchestrating. Everybody in these takes where like every shot has like 30 to 40 to 50 people in it. Oh, yeah. Every shot for yeah. like a whole scene yeah a lot of and for and it's all and it's all like great compositions and like the focus and every it's incredible and the composition's always changing and and everything has a purpose in this shot and the blocking is perfect and yeah, yeah. It's, it's tight you know just the way this is yeah. made you know so danny's crown may queen she goes to bless the crops there's sort of sort of a dual fertility rituals there's danny blessing the crops by burying a piece of meat and an egg and then there's christian having sex with this you know you know probably the weirdest most disturbing <laughs> sex scene i've ever seen in a movie where it's like oh all the women it, it are gets like weirder and weirder yeah <laughs> the women well, are all so standing he, in a semicircle naked and so they kind of they're like a woman comes up to him and she's like high and like flirty and she's like drink this and he's like mm, i don't really want to he's yeah. like she's like come on or whatever and then he's he, he is very reluctant and he drinks it and there's that great s- scene where he like he's sitting there and he's like what's going on and then like the old guy like claps in his face and it makes it like trips him out really hard and he's like yeah. starts to cry and he's like why'd you do that <laughs> <laughs> But so, yeah, he's when they bring him in. The red haired girl is naked, laying on a bed of flowers. In this giant open all wood room, and then all of these women are standing around her completely naked, chanting and they're chanting and swaying back and forth. And then the the, he's like totally freaked out and like tripping. This is not a movie you want to watch with your parents. I I don't or maybe yeah it's his ability to consent here is like I don't know it's dubious at best I yes I I mean yeah. I agree but like he's also such a piece of shit that like he was like fuck like I have to do this or uh, like I'm not they're not gonna let me like write about this that's the whole and thing he's worried more about the paper than he is about Danny's feelings oh yeah well yeah I mean the, the whole thing with this character is is just he's so he's so apathetic to everything that like he'll just go along with whatever you know like yeah and yeah and that apathy and his inaction is is made literal at the end of the movie when they basically paralyze him right right (laughs) he discovers simon's body he's like he he's freaked out he he runs out naked he's like hanging up hanging his junk out well, it's there. important to, it's important to know that that danny does come back at this point while that is still happening and looks through the keyhole of yes. the door and He's, sees it happening she has a panic attack the women not forcefully but they surround her the girls and they bring her to the barn the like sleeping barn and they she starts crying and again they all start crying with her yeah and share her pain yes and it's a crazy scene yeah and, a, and then there's it a great that, cut there too like where, where the wide one there's a yeah there's a wide shot of that and then it cuts to what's going on in the other barn where the the chanting and having sex and yeah well yeah so when the girl starts moaning from the sex all the all the women start moaning too at the same time yeah and then i guess we get to the final scene where they're they're just sort of explaining what's been going on and danny's got to choose the may queen gets to just choose between a um 
like a randomly chosen cult member. Yeah, but it's funny because it's like a bingo th- or not a bingo, but yeah, yeah, it's yeah like a bingo the, machine. It's like yeah. a lottery machine, and then we, they're like, "Could uh, Borgen Schmorgensen, could you please come down?" <laughs> it's like it's got runes on it. Danny's sort of like making her sad face, and then just cuts. This, that's an interesting cut too, because I think that cut is to remind us that the cult has murdered innocent people. I think that's the point of that cut because the very next thing we see is Connie's body being wheeled in. Like, yeah, they've killed Connie. I don't know how we didn't. So they, they, this cult believes that they have to sacrifice nine people every 90 years to like, to, um, keep it going or something well, no it's to, like to like the thwart the devil because they keep on talking about the great beast and stuff okay. there's like four outsiders and then four of the cult and then one that the may queen chooses who so, is who's danny so but danny, no, no may, danny is the may queen but who does he choose christian <laughs> yeah <laughs> we don't see it i mean there's like a little back and forth like when she's deciding like she's yeah. thinking about it She's making her sad face and Christian's paralyzed at this point. When they're getting ready for the ceremony, there's kind of this great, like harmonious. Again, it's that same thing where it's like the, it's the music is with the cult. It's like the feeling is, and the uh, one butcher guy is showing the young children, like how to dissect the bear and how to take its intestines out. And then they put poor Christian into the bear suit. Yeah. After they take all its innards out. They sit him right in the middle. Yeah. And he's just sitting there with his face sticking out of the bear's mouth and just, it's the guts all over his face. and It's just so nasty. Like, (laughs) it's ridiculous. Like, (laughs) and they burn the whole thing. They just, they they take all nine of them. Whoever those other two people were, I'm not sure. I, I thought they were the, cliff jumpers but they might be someone else the, the cliff jumpers were literally cremated and then their ashes were sprink, like shoveled around that the death tree and that's when mark pees on them yeah i remember that but i thought they, those were just dummies like i don't know i guess i didn't get a good look at the two because yeah. they barely show it there's like two dummies they put in there and they may or may yeah. not have may or may not have skin faces on them yeah, yeah they got sure they, they got trees coming out the mouth and yeah so yeah they burn the place down and then the guys that are living that have been that like volunteered themselves the yeah. one guy starts they start screaming because they're on fire even though they've been given some kind of sap that's supposed to give them no pain yeah or maybe they're just screaming because they're on fire and are about to die for real and it's just like a human response or maybe that was just a lie like maybe, yeah maybe they were realizing their whole life was a lie but yeah know, so anyways the rest of the cult is again screaming with them and like convulsing and like flopping on the ground and stuff and and danny like is danny kind of is she just like freaking out or is she also kind of complying with them well this is kind of the source of much conjecture like what is danny feeling at this moment i mean the last shot we see is she smiles like first she's kind of like freaking out yeah. and then then there's this and the, that's the, the the may the 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 outfit she is in is fucking incredible i know it's like all this flowers and it's like totally consumed her yeah she, it's, it's like a dress without sleeves yeah and she's you just see her face and she's trying to walk in it and it's just kind of like this blob yeah it's super heavy <laughs> so she just smiles big and like you know then the that, movie cuts then it just cuts out and it's over and it's like and there's a great frankie valley song at the end i i know they the other hereditary had uh both yeah. sides now too there's always yeah. some ironic song at the end during the yeah credits. but yeah danny's emotional arc there i you have I to get, you like, have to give the audience some kind of relief at the end where it's like it's okay it's just a movie see yeah, but it's like the implication, I think, is that she's now going to be part of this cult. Like, oh, 100%. Like, yeah. 100%. She's found her family. Right. 
I don't know. She's probably going through a lot there, a lot of yeah. different emotions, but yeah. I mean, I and mean... She also, she literally chose for now. Was it out of spite because he just fucked this other girl? Yeah. Again, her motivation there <clears throat> is questionable. Well, you know, Ari Aster has described this somewhat as a revenge fantasy type thing. So yeah, it's partly that just, stick it to the man kind of thing and and partly she was and remember she was in a really bad emotional place and pele basically manipulated her through the whole movie yeah and she's just uh been totally indoctrinated by this cult um so i don't know Whatever is it, she's is it a happy ending i in some ways maybe it is for danny for danny's emotional arc I guess. yeah Wait, I mean, what else does she have? Well, again, it's Ari like Aster. It's, he wanted know. he wanted this. He wanted it to be open ended. Obviously, he wanted yeah. he wanted the ending to be ambiguous and confusing. Like, is it a horror film? Is it a fairy tale? Uh, yeah, <clears throat> there's a lot of Brothers Grimm in here. Um, there's as much fairy tale as there is horror to this movie. I think it's yeah. So but I would say ultimately. I'm like, wow, that like, I'm like, fuck, that's a really good movie when I, when I, when it ends. But at the same time, like when I was laying in bed, like I was the, a lingering dread and uneasiness and like uh, paranoia, like, and like I had, I literally had nightmares. Like it's such an effective movie. It's incredible. Yeah. First time I saw it, I was like, wow, I'm going to have to process that for a while. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Should we do so, what are you watching or yes, I actually wrote stuff down that I've been watching. All right. Gus, what have you been watching? Well, I'm gonna because th- I'm a I'm a maniac. Basically, the we already did the game and we watched it a couple months ago. Yeah, uh, you texted the show. Me. <laughs> yeah. And I just rewatched it because it's I, on Netflix. I can't believe you watched like, that again already. That's... Are you kidding? It's 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 the most it's the best 90s thriller ever i I can't like is name me a better fucking thriller email us it's good yeah it's it's so fucking good and to me again like i've always said if i'm working i like to have something i i get excited like what when i see stuff on streaming even if i fucking own it on blu-ray or dvd i'm like oh big trouble little china turning it on you know like i just love movies and i love the movies that i love and i want to just watch them so i I rewatched that had a great time I saw uh, Bill and Ted um, oh. face the music. Oh, yeah, how was that? I liked it. It was funny. I mean, it was dumb, of course, but yeah, it was fun. You know, it wasn't got... cringy. It was actually fun. I didn't. I didn't cringe at all. I laughed several okay. times. Yeah, it was. Uh... Yeah, I saw. It's it's free to watch now, right? Yeah, they got a subplot with uh, their daughters, and it's Samara Weaving as Bill's daughter, and then. Uh, somebody i didn't recognize is ted's daughter and they're spot on they're like killing it they're they're almost their plot's almost better than oh i'm alex and i will definitely watch it we were actually like watched the first two and and getting ready to watch that one and then we just kind of yeah didn't give a shit it's uh hmm, i don't know i haven't watched the first two like since the 80s so i don't I, this, I, I remember lo- loving the second one as a, as I was a kid, and it's not good. the The first one is like still fun. It's the first got some. Fun. The second one has some interesting visual effects, though. Oh yeah, like I, the, I like the some robot. The... Well, yeah, that's what I liked about. It, I think when I was younger, is like the yeah. robot Ted and Bill were cool, and like the little the, the hell the, scene the guys that like yeah the hell stuff was fun like that guy's funny he's probably the best part of the movie oh he comes back uh william sadler comes back as yeah. the grim, Re- grim reaper so i like that actor he looks exactly the same yeah <laughs> all right gang uh thanks for joining us um my name's brad patello find me on instagram at brad patello uh gus is mr trout find him on instagram on mr trout Email and us. Yes, email us at a movieodyssey.podcast at gmail. My my kid's got his iPad going here. I don't know if he can is it picking that up? Or? I hear it a little bit, but I like it. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well uh
Yeah, I, uh, I hope it, I hope we didn't get a copyright strike for it or something like there that. There is but... no way. <laughs> I can barely hear it. Yeah. Anyways, hey, so, good at man. And yeah, man. Let us I love know this movie. how we're doing. Tell us how much you love us, and don't say anything about how much you hate us or how yeah. bad we are at podcasting. Only tell us how good we are at podcasting. And uh, shout out to Megan. I hope uh, whatever. Yeah, Megan, we love you. We'll 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 have you on soon. Yes, we will reschedule with a different movie. So, hell yeah.